What's up, everyone? Alex here, AJNashville.com. Listen, I want to thank you for tuning in, as always. I hope you had some quality time to spend with your family during your holiday, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it may be, whatever you and your family celebrate. I hope it's been a great time. I hope you continue to celebrate that time with them as we approach the new year. For those of you that listened to last week's podcast, you should be about one week ahead on your goals than anybody else. And you'll be two weeks ahead on your goals than anybody else that's starting their goal setting as of the first of next year. Like we talked about before, there's no reason to hold back on time and not start what it is that you plan to succeed because you're waiting for the calendar year and a month to change for a date to come in order for you to start the things you need to start. But I'm not going to waste the whole time talking about this. I'm going to demonstrate some gratitude to each of you that have supported me throughout the year, that continue to show me their support, that continue to send me the messages, that thank me for the podcast and tell me how incredible it was. It means a lot because one of my goals is to provide value back to the community. You may have heard this before. I'm sure you have. But I want to impact one million people in a positive direction. Little did I know how small that goal really is. We think of 1 million as such a drastic, huge, massive number, but we never look at the rippling effects. Kind of like we talked about last week, the rippling effects of your goals and the different things that it will bring to your life. For example, fitness and health could bring clarity and positive mindset and confidence and things like that, right? So as I progress and as I provide to you the value content that I attempt to provide week after week, and by the way, it's not necessarily an easy task because I suddenly get amnesia when you throw the microphone in front of my face and you say, talk. I sometimes forget that I've already embedded something before, but I talk about it again. But understand, I talk about it again because it somehow was relative to me in my life at that point in time, and I feel like it needs to be discussed. You could be following a pathway or a journey that I am personally going through based on the things that I discuss because it's what my mind processes. I'll give you an example. One of the things I want to talk about today is other people's weight and problems and how they bring them to you, but they're not your responsibility. And where does that thought process come from? Well, I talked to a, a person that I work closely with this morning. It's a person that I do coaching sessions with. And we had a discussion about some negativity that was provided to him by another person. And I told him, I said, listen, their weight, what they have going wrong in their life right now is not your responsibility. You don't need to carry that because far too often we allow people to insult us and do things to us and we walk away with this weight. Whether it's we're upset or we're mad or we're sad or whatever it may be, whatever that person brought to you is their problem. They are responsible for walking away with that problem. They are responsible for carrying that problem. In fact, when they leave, let them take their problem with them. We use the example before the individual that may flip you off, you know, as they cut you off in traffic or something of that nature and how that individual may just be having a bad morning. So when someone comes to you with negativity, is the negativity directed towards you or is it compiling things in that person's life that's created the moment that they currently exist in now and now they want to share with you that weight that they have? And then what do we do as loyal and great human beings? We go ahead and say, hey, no problem. Give me some of that weight. I'll hold on to it. I'm going to hold some of your troubles today and make them my own. When we should say, By the way, as you walk out that door, take your shit with you. I have no room for your issues. I have my own. 
Take your shit with you. We have to be able to process rapidly to understand that, and that's the trick. The trick is to be able to analyze the situation, process what took place, and hang on to the things that we were meant to hang on to and let go of the things we're not. Instead, what we do from time to time, and when I say we, I mean any of us as human beings, is we may, depending on the validity that person has in our life, we may hang on to those problems for a little bit. We may question some of the things we do. We may take some criticism to heart, even though it may not be true. The fact is, when we have disagreements with some people, it's because there's a certain element of ourselves that we see in them in some cases. But the question is, how long are we going to allow that to cloud us to infringe upon the things that we want to do and believe in in order to process and in order to grow and in order to succeed. If somebody tells you things and it's in a criticism fashion, you should probably process those things and decide the things that you should take and those things you shouldn't and the things you will act on and the things you won't and do those things. But if somebody comes to you in an attacking matter, manner, or calls you names, or something like that. You don't know what they're going through at that stage in their life. Let them have their problems. Let them walk away with their problems. It's funny because as we mature and age, you start to understand and comprehend and process those things quicker. You start to become vividly aware. It's that RAS that we talk about, right? You're now more aware that, hey, these are these people's problems. Hey, what was that dude's problem? You ever heard someone say that? What was that guy's problem? I don't know. Maybe his problem is he's not succeeding at something he's trying and he's not succeeding because he has no measure to do so. And because he has no measure to do so and nobody to give him criticism, he's thinking down on himself. And so he has to lash out at somebody else. You know what happens to the friendliest animals when they're under pressure and in pain or hurt? They lash out. If you're an individual trying to help a dog that's just been hurt and the dog may never have lashed out at a human being ever in its life, but it's injured, it's scared, it's backed into a corner. And here you are, this nice person trying to help this animal out and the animal's going to growl and maybe snap at you. Why? Because it's in fear. It's in reactive mode. It's in savior mode. It's trying to do what it can in order to survive. And we don't always understand that. Instead, we see a vicious animal. And we carry that with us. And sometimes we walk away and we think, golly, that was a mean dog. Yeah, that poodle is mean. No, we have to look at the entire picture and process what it is that's going on. When people approach us with problems, we have to process. What is the root of the problem? Have we ever tried to simplify it to the granular fashion of what the actual issue is? I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. You can say, Alex, you look tired. What's wrong? And the general response you'll get from most people is, I don't sleep at night. And we say, oh, dude, that sucks. I don't sleep at night either. Yeah, but why is it that I don't sleep at night? See, that's what we don't ask. That's what we don't go to the next step. We say, oh, man, that sucks. I don't sleep at night either. Well, I hope you get some rest and we walk away. But what if we say, what is causing you to stay up at night? Oh, my daughter. My daughter comes in the room and she's... She comes and, and, you know, she crowds up the bed and um, I, I just don't get any rest because of it. Oh, and why does she come in your room? Because she's scared. Oh, she's scared. What is it that she's scared of? She wakes up and she doesn't know where she's at because it's dark in her room. Oh, so 
what solution can you provide to her so she's not scared when she wakes up? Um, I don't know. What if you did know? Um, maybe a nightlight. Oh, so you're tired, not because you're not getting any rest, but because the granular form of what's causing you the issue of rest is a nightlight. See, we stop at the first roadblock. We don't continue further down the line. And listen, you don't have to ask these questions. What if you process these questions in your head with your problems and what it is you're struggling with? Imagine doing that. Imagine instead of throwing up the defenses of, oh, I do this because. What if we got granular with ourselves? Or I want to do this. Well, what happens if you didn't? What happens if you don't? What does it impact if you never did? Do we ask ourselves these questions? If we don't, why don't we? We would ask those questions to somebody we were interviewing, right? Interview yourself. Ask yourself these questions. It's vital for growth. Why is it that I don't want to get out of bed early? I don't know. Is it because you're lazy? Well, no, I'm not lazy. Is it because you're tired? Well, yeah. Why are you tired? Well, because I don't go to sleep till midnight. Why don't you go to sleep till midnight? Because I'm up playing video games all night. Why are you playing video games all night? Because I'm bored and I'm alone and I have nothing to do. And why are you bored and alone and have nothing to do? Because I'm not successful at the things that I'm doing in life. And what are you not successful at? You see what I'm saying? It's almost a vicious pattern, but it gets down to a granular fashion to where we understand the actual root of the actual problem that we are in now. And that's what we have to process within us, the thought process. And it comes so rapid. Here's the thing. If you start doing it, right? So let's say, let's pretend you come inside your house. Your wife's upset. Why is she upset? She's been home with the kids all day. Oh, you've been home with the kids all day. What did the kids do that upset you? They don't listen. What are they not listening about? I told them to clean the room. They haven't. Why haven't they cleaned the room? Right? You see what we're talking about here? We're able to kind of dig. And it doesn't have to be in an interrogating fashion. We can be people that say, hey, you know what? I understand. I'm sure you've had a rough day. Why don't you go do the things you need to do? And by the way, what were some of the things you asked the kids to do that they didn't? I'll handle it. That's just a way to step around some of the issues that we may experience because we may walk in and see that attitude and say, what's your problem? Whoa, you just threw a gallon of gas on a raging fire. Stand by to get fucked, right? You're just starting your own problems because now she's dealing with the eight hours that she spent with the kids before and here comes the bigger problem. That's right. You're 50-50 with these little bastards that have done what they've done all day and I've had it with them and I'm about to have it with you. Communication. We have to adjust the way we communicate, but if we can process the things that we see rapidly, it helps us with that. See, one of the nice things, and I say nice things, and each of you after I say this, you're going to be like, what the fuck? This guy's weird. He's crazy. One of the nice things about being a child that was abused, because there is no nice things, right? But one of the nice things when you look at the, the whole picture that you get out of is the rapid ability to read people, to understand and process situations, to identify danger, to identify things that are harmful and hurtful, because that's what you do. When you're an abused child. Now you can either make excuses. Or you can utilize the tools that God provided to you. In order to benefit you in life. 
and to benefit others because you can rapidly identify these things. And so it gives me an edge on some of the things because I know how to identify and process. But I used to identify and process in a toolbox. I want you to picture the toolbox that maybe your grandpa used to carry around. This metal toolbox, right? Had a silver handle on it. Maybe the box was gray. Maybe it was red. Maybe it was green. Whatever it was, it had all the stuff he needed. If you're going out to work on the car, it had all the wrenches. It had everything. And some grandpa's toolboxes, you open them up, and it's like, honey, hand me the 10-millimeter socket. Wait a minute. These toolboxes didn't have metric. They were all standard. Honey, hand me the half-inch. And you dig in. and Oh, there's the half-inch. Here, is this one? No, 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 that's three quarters. Give me the half inch. And you're looking at the sockets and you hand them finally the half inch after five, 10 minutes of searching. That's your current toolbox. What if you utilize some of these tools that we talk about, some of the things to process, some of the things to identify, or in my case, some of the childhood trauma that I've been through to say, hey, here's your toolbox. By the way, this is the metric side. This is the standard size. Your half inch is right here. Your three quarters goes over here. Your half inch ratchet goes there. Your quarter inch ratchet goes there. Your one inch one goes there. And underneath there's nails, there's hammers, there's saws. There's all the other pieces you need, but they're all in order. Tell me what you need and I will hand it to you. That is your brain. Tell me what you need and I will hand it to you because now you understand exactly where it is. Just like a filing cabinet. If you pull it out, you can say, okay, A to Z, Fronts A, back Z, I need N, boom, it's right there in the middle. That is what you're training your mind to do. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you're 8, 18, or 80. This is important things to understand and to know in life because day to day, it changes the way that we communicate and operate with others. Try to hone in just a little bit, a little bit at a time, piece by piece, day by day. I want to start a little book club thing. It's funny. I have someone that I work with that helps me process um, the, the, the videos that I do for my coaching and my trainings, the podcast, everything. And she came up with this brilliant idea to do a book club, right? And I know you guys are sitting here like, fucking book club, nerd. No, I want to grow, right? I want to get better, just a little bit better. I want to be able to interview people that I can't interview in normal day-to-day by listening to their book and hearing their stories and listening to their mistakes and sharpening my skills one week at a time, every time, all the time. And I want to share those experiences with other people. So I need to know if you're interested in those experiences because we're going to create a private group where we go in and we talk about those things. And we're not going to do the nerdy bullshit We're not going to sit around and say, well, you know what I got out of Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink was this. But maybe you make some suggestions of some books. Maybe you ask people some advice of some books. Maybe you ask, hey, I was reading this and this is what I took from it. What do you guys take from this? Because we all interpret things differently, right? It's just like if you go and watch a movie. I watched a movie the other day. It was called Migration. Cartoon. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting for the, the little risque adult jokes to pop up. And I didn't catch a single one of them. My kids are sitting there completely entertained. My daughter and my son grew up in the same house, but their experience of that movie was different. Why? Because their life was molded just slightly different. The way they comprehended and processed things are done just slightly different. And it's because the way we raise our children. It's not good, bad, or indifferent necessarily, but it's because we raise our children a certain way and they begin to comprehend and process things differently. So they watch the same movie, the same plot, the same time, the same everything, but they're going to walk away with two different experiences, just like each of you will when you read a book. 
you're going to take something different. You're going to hear something else. Have you ever watched a movie? Then you watch it again. You're like, I didn't even realize they said that in that movie. There's sometimes that Shannon will watch a TV show and be like, what the fuck are you watching? And she'll remind me it's a show she's watched 10 times before. But I happen to stop and look at a part that I've never seen before, which is not very rare because I don't see most of the parts anytime. Anyways, but I happen to see something I never saw before. Why? Because something drew my mind to it. The same thing will happen with a book. It's an opportunity for you to interview the individual that's on the other end, the author, and provide to you data that you need to intake. And each time you listen to it, you might hear something a little bit different, but here's what we're going to do in our book club. In our book club, we're going to talk about what we got from it. We're going to follow a book pattern. We're going to read this book, then this book, then this book, then this book. And you're going to say, Alex, I'm not in college. You're not going to give me homework. Good, don't do it. This is volunteer only. And by the way, no one's charging you to do it in the first place. Just get in there. Just be a part. I'll start the group. And if you want to be a part of it, the link will be in the notes or in the description of this podcast. Click it and ask to be a member. The group will start small, but the group's going to grow. And the group's going to grow with like-minded people. And we have to find the bracket, the bracket in which we belong in, the growth which we want to be in. And guess what? There's going to be people in there that are just starting the journey or people in there that are on their way far, far ahead of where it is we even want to arrive to. But the way to bring yourself up is to surround yourself with like-minded people. This is your opportunity. I want to thank you again for tuning in. Don't wait to start your goals. If you're waiting until December, or I'm sorry, January 1st, you're waiting too long. Start them now today. If you didn't do the exercise I talked about last week, go back and listen to the podcast. Start it. When? Right now. Today. Nothing is stopping you from accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish and doing the things you want to do, but you. That's it. Thanks for tuning in.